Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, family. Welcome back to From the Streets to the Pulpit. Um, tonight's show is going to be pretty much uh, follow-ups. We're going to uh, see if he's been holding up to their end of the bargain, so to speak. We're going to uh, touch on a few things. We're going to touch on everything from uh, relationships and marriage all the way to just simple everyday living. Everything may not be for everyone. However, I'm sure it will be beneficial to all at some point. Remember, all our conversations and our topics is out of nothing but love. Um, Hello? Hello? Yeah. Let's uh, get started. What's on What's on your mind? That right there. Uh, uh, I'll let There's you go ahead it. and take the lead. Well, take the lead. Like I, like I was just simply saying, it's it's about follow ups and uh, see if. Everyone hold up to their end of the bargain, so to speak. Okay. Do you you do you have nothing a follow up? Nothing particular. Nothing specific. Mhm. As a matter of fact. Okay. We have a new call on the line. Caller, what's your name? Hello. Yes. Welcome. Yes, sir. Is there anything you would like to talk about? Uh, no. I'm okay. Well, if everyone must know, that sounds like like my son. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna uh, keep him muted and keep him in the background and and allow him to listen to these topics. Well, one follow-up, we had a, we spoke uh, briefly about an incident um, that took place uh, some time ago. And uh, during this incident, we wasn't sure if it was, was, a, was, was it racially motivated or was it um, something else? Maybe it, I don't. I don't know. But we don't. We definitely were trying to back away from blanketing everything with with race. So um, it was. The backstory is uh, there was an incident that took place at my son's school, and he got. Got in trouble for it, but his 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 friend who was a kid of a of another race didn't for the exact same thing. Um, so we followed up and spoke spoke to the teachers, spoke to the administrators, and to our 
Well, now I'm not going to say it's our satisfaction, but speaking to one administrator, she was so, so adamant and, and to the, to the T that her teacher wouldn't be this way or wouldn't do such thing more so like she was defending, uh, she's more concerned about, um, the situation versus, or more concerned about who was in the situation versus the situation. And it didn't get any better. So to follow up, it did not get better. We actually had to bypass her and escalate it up to get a resolution to the situation. So I honestly don't know if she was just an old lady or she was just angry, but everything about her read Fox. <laughs> I'm sorry, everything about her just read read fear and everything that she saw on television she believed. Um, to, to dive in a little deeper, I have a, a witness on the line and maybe she can give you some insight. Yeah, I'll be a witness. <laughs> um, I told you about that. Okay, so to, to be a little more specific, we talked several weeks ago about an incident where our son was in school and he arrived late and um, he was reprimanded by the teacher and, and given a conduct mark for his late arrival. In his late arrival, he we had picked up breakfast, so he had his fountain drink. Um, now the school does allow children to drink in class nowadays. They can have bottled water. However, it was um, at this point uh, we did not know that he was going to be in a lab, so we did not know that fountain drinks were not allowed. Uh, the short story is he sat the drink on the desk, as he was told, and the drink was not down because two students were trying to get by at the same time. He was joking around with his friend who was one of those students, and he got in trouble for it because of what he said. He served ISS, and this was in March. He served ISS, and the incident was over. When the assistant principal called me about the incident, um, she and I brought my concern for him being reprimanded for being late and nothing was said to the other student. She, like, like my husband said, was adamant that um, there was no unfair treatment, everything was done right. Fast forward to last week, our son had another incident with another teacher where he had gotten off task in class. Teacher sends him to the office. He gets ISS. Um, in our convers in my conversation with our son after he had gotten out of school, he and we had you know given him his punishment and told him uh, his what privileges had been taken away. He was very upset and he said, "Okay, but what am I supposed to do when they just go around talking about me and disrespecting me? Is that okay?" And you know. I was like, no. So obviously once um, once 
my husband got home, we talked about it and had decided that um, the best course of action was to meet with the teacher and figure out what was going on and what the underlying issue was. Well, needless to say, I walked into the school, <clears throat> got in front of the assistant principal just for a very few minutes, and in that short time of my conversation with her, she managed to go, as they would say, from zero to 100 in defense of her teacher, who she looked at Michael during the conversation and said, you know, um, that was here. Our concern was hearsay, and um, she does not tolerate hearsay or rumors at all. She absolutely knew the teacher, and the teacher has been more than fair in this situation. And she absolutely knew that this teacher had not um, betrayed any confidentiality arrangements, and she, the teacher had not spoken badly about Michael to any other classes, students, or other teachers. She, um, when I went to interject and I said, hey, you know, you don't have to defend your teacher to me. I want to speak to her because um, there is something going on, and we're not coming to you off of hearsay. We're coming to you off of truth. Excuse me for a moment. And I said, you know, so if we're coming to you off truth, we want to sit down and have this conversation and figure out what's going on because he has to finish the school year here and he has to finish it in her class. And um, and I said, so you don't have to defend her to me. And she said, oh, yes, I do. I do have to defend her because I'm not going to let you come here and attack her. At this point, my very calm self, I slid to the edge of my seat and I asked her, I said, I came to you for a meeting, not your opinion. Are you able to schedule the meeting for me? Finally, we got the meeting scheduled. Meeting took place the very next day, and it went exactly how it should go. Two adults talking for the better of the student, trying to figure out and make sure that what had happened will not happen again. And, in fact, um, the concern that we had, she absolutely did do what Michael had thought she had done and um, apologized because she did it out of frustration. And so I say all of that to say that these issues that we have are ongoing. Um, We encounter them every day, and we talked on on the call about what do you do when not just if it's racism or not, if it's prejudice or not, but what do you do when there is unfair treatment or an issue arises? Do you sit back and kind of let it, hope it fix itself? Do you ignore it totally or do you address it? And um, in that first incident, well, when I tried to address it over the phone, she shut me down, but we didn't follow up with the meeting. On the second incident, we absolutely addressed it and um, uncovered yet another issue and discrepancies on the behavior report and had to escalate it all the way to the principal in order to have him take another look at the situation and make changes. Simply because the assistant principal was, how do you say, very adamant that, and she had already made up her mind who Michael was and that she was going to stand 
for her teachers, period. So we can take questions now, or take open comments or before 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 that Michael is on the line. He has um graced us with his presence tonight. Michael, I want to hear from you um how you felt about that situation, your thoughts about the situation. Um the entire situation, uh the unfair treatment, how did you feel when your when your parents stood in for you? Just Tell us how you felt. I felt like Miss, like the teacher was more so coming at me, and it bothered me whenever she called me a liar and said that those that I was like saying a lie, and it was hearsay and everything else that she said. But like whenever mom came in to bat for me, that like I felt good about that because I knew I wasn't in it alone. Absolutely, absolutely. But now, briefly, just tell us about the the unfair treatment because the kid who who came in late as well is actually your friend. Without you know throwing him under the bus or or, or name dropping, you definitely want to. I mean, friends or not, you you want to be treated fairly. Everybody should be treated the same across the board. Do you agree? Yes, sir. So how how did you how did it make you feel when you had to go and get uh, a pass and or, or your book signed and this kid wasn't addressed at all? It it bothered me a lot, but I didn't really pay attention to it in the moment because I didn't really think that that was a big deal. And then after the fact, when I saw, like, the teacher said nothing to him, I even went up to him after class, and I was like, did he say anything to you? He said no. And he showed up way later than I did while I was only two minutes late, and he showed up 20 minutes late, and he had no consequence. In this in this unfair treatment, you know, I've I've always made it clear that you have to over excel. Um and and hopefully my son can see why he has to over excel because society or some people in society does not want um, they they don't see him as a kid. They see him as a, a black kid. They doesn't see him as a smart kid. They see him as a a black kid, and it's not about him being a black kid, but we're going to treat him as though he's a black male. And if you're not apprised of what's going on when it comes to black men in the society, it's the only way that it seems that they could, could stop you is by putting a label on you, putting a, a Department of Corrections number on you, labeling you as a felon, and so on and so forth, aggressive or violent or whatever adjective they may use to describe you versus you just being a man or a male and treated accordingly with the same respect as everyone else. When my son was young, I 
he was not allowed to to do the pledge of allegiance to the to the flag of the United States of America because in that in a portion of that uh, he he would be telling a lie and I would not start my son life off by lying him lying when he speaks of one nation under the, uh, indivisible with liberties and justice for all because we all know that there's no equal justice. You have categorized justice. You have black justice, white justice, rich justice, poor justice, so on and so forth. So he wasn't allowed to do to do that. And although he was in elementary school, he now sees that it's, it's not fair treatment. It's not an equal justice because his friend, who just so happened to be white in this situation, came in 20 minutes late with no consequence. He came in a minute, two minutes late, and you had to uh, have your conduct marks on. And that's just a, that's just a small scale, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, but it's still a situation. And the question was asked earlier, how do we handle this? How should it be handled? Well, me, I like a direct approach. Uh, I'm not an email warrior. I'm not a guy that's going to go and and text and all this shit. I'm going to let's set up a meeting, let's talk face-to-face, and we get it rectified. Period. You got to call it out. I feel like I'm an empire of 2019 because I'm calling all – BS out like an empire. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not a black male. You know, I I have boys and I have a husband. So I don't want to downscale the struggles um, that you all face. But for, you know, at at my (laughs) old age, um, when I went to the school and I looked at her, the assistant principal, in our conversation and I, I, I sat down and I started the conversation the same way I'm talking right now. Um, very calm, you know, very mild, just normal tone. Uh, and w- w- when I saw how aggress- aggressive she became with me and, you know, the verbiage that she used in conversation such as I will not let you attack her. I do have to protect her. Um, I sat up to her, and I didn't even address it at that moment because obviously my son was sitting right there, so it wasn't the time. Um, So I let her make an ass of herself, and I sat up in front of her, and I said, look, I said, you're sitting here and you're defending your teacher to me. I said, you know, Michael's mine. So while you're in defense of your teacher, don't you think that I'm going to do the same thing for him? That's why I'm here, you know. Um, But for the first time after I left out of school, Michael went to class, and before I could make it to my car, I cried, and I was so pissed. I was pissed. And I, I I typically don't get mad. I don't get that mad. There's only... There's only one person in this world that can make me feel like that, and 
we Just don't have show. anything to do with each other because of that. But um, but there's only one person that has ever made me feel that way. And I thought to myself for the first time, it hit me that not only is my son a threat, my husband a threat, and our other two sons a threat, but I am. I'm sitting in front of a white woman accusing, so she say, her white teacher of talking smack about my black son. And in her eyes, I was there to start something, and I was going to attack her teacher. And in that moment, I wanted to give her everything that she was looking for. I wanted to give it to her. Straight up, oh, no punches, I was going to let her have it. But then, you know, in my peripheral vision, I got I got my boy sitting right here, you know, husband at work, and I got my babies in daycare, so I'm not going to act a fool. If I wanted to do exactly what she said I wanted to do, I could have bypassed her, but here I am trying to, you know, play this game that they want to play and do the right thing and take it right to her and have a civil conversation, and um, and she wouldn't allow me to do that because of whatever her perception is of the angry, we are angry black women. That's what I appear to her as. I appear to her as an angry black woman, and I'm not that. I'm far from that. And for the first time in my life, I realized that regardless of who I really am, they're going to always make me try and make me be who they want me to be. And that was the moment where I realized that, you know, I got to fight this thing a different way. I can't keep... I can't keep going up here and meeting with her. You know, let me go ahead and call her boss and let him know that um, how what her behavior was like in this meeting today. Because I'm not going to not go to school and show up for our kids when they need it. That's going to be first and foremost. I'll be there. Um, so I'm not going to run. But I, I'm also not going to conform to who she's trying to make me be or whoever she thinks I am. Because at that point, she's won and I've lost everything. I've lost my integrity. I've lost, you know, um, everything. I, I've, at that point, I probably would even lose my son to see, you know, for him to witness me acting that way and think that it's okay for him to lose his cool. Absolutely. At the end, at the end of the day, and, I, and I've said this plenty of times, and for everybody who's heard or who's listened, they know that I say we always got to be mindful of the kids. You got to be that example. And this is a perfect example of keeping your cool, uh, addressing it and remembering and maintaining who you are, you know, keeping your dignity and and self-respect intact regardless of how someone else tries to pull Pull that, that bad out because we all have it, you know. For everybody who who's all good, they have some bad. But mm-hmm. you, as an individual, have to control your bad, control your good. Don't let someone else uh, push those buttons. So, and I think I would have walked up. out of there, even if I had to show it off and give her what she wanted. You know, I would have walked out of there with my head held high and still had my dignity. You know, because I'm not a person, I, I do think before I act, and I tend not to regret what I do, so I definitely would have thought it through. 
before I gave her what she was looking for. Um, but again, we had to rise up. You know, I had to basically, oh, as I've been thinking over these last couple of days, I lift my chin up and put my chest out and let her know who I was without even showing off. You know, Absolutely. and um, and and I kind of had to outsmart her at her own game. You want to bait me? You can sit there and bait me, but I'm gonna go ahead and let your boss know that you're baiting me. Provoking, yes, yes. That was very, that was very uh, smart move. There's more than one way to skin a cat, as the old people say, and yeah. you took the better route, uh, definitely in this situation. Uh, we have Pastor on the line. Uh, Pastor, welcome. Good evening to everybody. We were just doing a couple follow-ups uh, briefly about what we discussed a uh, couple couple weeks ago with, with situations being, is it prejudice or uh, racist or whatever you want to put on it. Uh, we just had a follow-up, and, and it was just updated us. <laughs> And she was just saying how she could have, but she maintained her position and who she was, especially with with the boy watching. So I was just giving her a, you know, a virtual pat on the back for that. Definitely so. She deserves that, man. And too many, too many of us want to lay down our religion and our integrity and our home training and our common sense just for a moment of uh, self-pleasure. You know, um, (laughs) oftentimes when someone mistreats us, we act like there's only one way to deal with it, and that's with violence or violent words or or whatever. And we got to understand, man, we are, are, we should be beyond that now. And don't get me wrong, I, I know that, um, you know, sometimes you, you're forced to defend yourself, you know, physically if, you know, if they literally would have put their hands on you. But, you know, words do hurt, but um, character and integrity and all of that should stand higher. And so I'm so glad that uh, she took that route because, again, from what I did here uh, with with her son watching, okay, she's, She's um, she's his example at that moment, and if she handles it the wrong way, then at some point he probably will also. But why why didn't we? I mean, why don't we handle things uh, in an intelligent manner? You know, um, you know when they were right now is you can call it Easter, Resurrection, whatever, whatever. But when they were accusing Jesus and saying you did this and you did that and calling him out his name and all these other things. There's no record anywhere where he says, you know what, let me take off my priestly robe, let me take this crown off my head, and I'm going to straighten a few of you folk out. But he didn't do that. He was like, when they were accusing him and all of that, one time he looked around and he said, they asked him several questions. He said, well, if that's what you say, if you say that I'm this or that, then in other words, that's your opinion. See, when you know who you are, you don't have to you don't have to prove it with words, you know. Your life should reflect it. And, you know, too often we want to let somebody know I'm the better man or I'm the stronger person. And you don't have to do that, you know. 
sometimes the one that's, you know, uh, just because the squeaky wheel don't mean it gets the oil. Sometimes you need to, the squeaky wheel gets the respect. It's like, wow, you mean to tell me with all of that going on, you're able to hold your peace and walk out of here with your head up and don't feel like you were defeated or, or intimidated or whatever? So I applaud her for being able to do uh, what she did. Too many of us can't do that. We can't do that. And then we'll go and incite a riot by telling other folk what they did to us. So somebody's got mm-hmm. to set a standard. Somebody's got to set a standard. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and we, and we actually um, we have Michael on, and, and he was telling us how he felt about it, uh, his thoughts and how good it felt to him knowing that someone was there to bat for him in this entire situation. Um, it could have, it have, could, could have gone so far left, and, and especially, you know, when you come down to the young, you know, if you want to get a mama mad, boy, you mess with, you mess with them babies, boy. Let me tell you something, Jack. You mess with them babies, <laughs> you're going to see an anger that you, that you've never saw. And I, I felt it. I felt that I, I saw it. It was a very tense situation uh, with that. So, um, Pastor, she, she she passed with flying colors, man. Just She passed with flying colors. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, I'm going to give her a smiley face for today because uh, <laughs> too many times we think it's just uh, a coincidence. Let me tell you. Everybody, in my opinion, everything, every day, that you, we're, we are, uh, we're under the gun. We're, we're seeing, God is seeing, okay, have you learned anything? And the devil is trying to see, are you real? And you, you're going to either fail that test or you're going to pass it. And the awesome thing about it is, you know, if you pass it, guess what? You'll go on to the next level, but guess what? There will be another test. But if you fail it, you got to keep taking the same test over and over just with a different person. So we've got to make sure that we understand that, you know, every time there's a a past test, there's a promotion. So Monica was Mm -hmm. promoted. I'm thankful to God for that. But I don't want her to start walking across the stage thinking that, you know, I've got my doctorate now because I promise you, uh, old folks used to say, uh, greater level, greater devil. So there's going to be another test. There's going to be something else to try your integrity again. But guess what? Continue to pass the test. I mean, you know, whether it's algebra or geometry or whatever, just remember, if you can add one plus one, you can do any math out there in the world. So if you pass the last test, you can pass the next one. I agree. I mean, I I couldn't have said it better. Mm-hmm. In this whole situation, Pastor, it was uh, – I try to, I try to play, play the back, play the support. You know, I'm making sure she's in the corner. I'm, you know, giving her her spit water, her putting the Vaseline on her face to make sure she she's ready to go out swinging. But in in this in this case here, um, I was teaching my son on vacation that violence is the tool of the ignorant, and she proved that because. She didn't go there being violent. She was there having a conversation. She was there. She was going to fix and remedy this problem with communication. And if communi- if you can communicate, 
it may not be with this person. You may have to communicate to their supervisor or manager or boss or what have you in order to get it rectified. But it all can be done without violence. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, so I think I did. To, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So for her to to put that into action, especially in front of my son after I had just told him that, thank you for that. And, you know, I, when we had the situation, I didn't even remember. I know that we had just had, and you had just had the conversation with him about violence, but I guess now you kind of bring it all to light because that was, what, exactly about a week, week and a half before? Mm-hmm. The situation happened, and then here we are, you know, fate in, faced with it, and, you know, the opportunity presents, you know, what, which way, where you go when you provoke, you know, do you choose the high road or do you resort to violence? And, um, you know, I think I, I ended up did having a conversation with her after we met with the teacher. And even in the conversation um, with the teacher, after she had said what she had to say and she apologized, then we're human. And so I understand that she was frustrated and she had just had enough because she had multiple of the same offense that particular day. Um, And I looked at Michael and I asked him, I said, are you good? Because if at any point he would say, you know, no, she didn't apologize or, you know, if he wasn't going to be comfortable, then we would have still sat at that table until he got up and he was okay. Because at the end of the day, he has to be the one to thrive in that environment. I don't. So I can go and make a stink and, you know, and do whatever it is, I, I could um, is what I'm saying, but I would be creating a worse environment for my son. So we, as parents, we kind of, like I told you, it's the principle. We walk a delicate, a delicate scale where we have to support the school system and support the teachers when they feel or think that our student or child has done something wrong, and we have to be that child's parent. So when you not only will we reprimand Michael when he when he's in trouble, but if someone does wrong against him, we're gonna stand up for him. You know, and and that ultimately is my number one priority. And I told her that, um, you know, you got in the way of me accomplishing a goal yesterday, and that doesn't happen. Like you don't get to stand in my way of of getting to, getting to my goals. No one does that to me, and you know I expect not to have this type, that type of conversation with you ever again, because I will be back, you know, and for for one reason or the other, I'll be back to the school, and I expect to be able to have a civil conversation and get things accomplished, just like we had done with that teacher. And she said, okay, her entire tune that morning had changed. Hmm. So, Pastor, on the line, we have young Michael. Listening in, Michael. Yes, sir. Is there anything you want to say, or you have any questions? Uh, no, sir. You guys said everything. Hey, Michael. Hello. I've got a question. I've got a question for you. Yes, sir. If if your mom 
let's just say hypothetically, your mom would have grabbed the teacher's arm just to get her attention, and the teacher said, let go of me, and your mom pushed the teacher down, what would you, would you have thought that the teacher was wrong, your mom was wrong? What would you have thought about the teacher? And most importantly, how would you have felt seeing your mom do that? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't really know what I, I don't know how I would react in that moment. I probably wouldn't be, I'd probably be more so against the teacher because prior, before this moment, I already didn't like the teacher. Okay. So, I, I wouldn't really mind it that much, but I think, I don't think it need to go that far. So did you did you expect your mom did your mom handle it the way that you thought that she would? Did you have any um you know, any fear that she was going to your mom was gonna step out of line? In other words, did your mom surprise you that day or did you expect that out of your mom? Uh yes, sir. She for sure surprised me. I thought it was gonna be more like yelling and screaming in that room, more than just a her going for a simple conversation because that's not what I expected because she seemed mad whenever I told her about it like that right. day. And then the next morning she came in there calm, just looking for a meeting and that's just, I didn't think it was going to go that way, but I'm glad it did. <laughs> wow. Can you say that um, I know you have respect for your mom. I, there's no doubt about that. I know that, but uh, can you give me an idea of, you know, if your mom had, you know, gone too far with it? All right, all right, after this, I'll say, do you have more respect for your mom, less respect, or is it about the same? Uh, it It's about the same. Well, in, it's like leaning towards more, but at the same time, I still always had a lot of respect. So, it, wow. um, I think I just, I'm going to go f- to my mom about a lot more instead of just telling her that, like, nothing happened. I'm going to tell her about every little incident. Like, even if I dropped a pencil in class and the teacher yelled at me for dropping my pencil, I'm going to start telling her about more so that she can go and fix these problems if I have, like, if I start to have problems with certain teachers about stuff. So this this made you, is that is this incident causing you to open up to her a little more? I mean, I know you weren't hiding things from her, but, you know, since she did handle it this way, are you saying that since she handled it this way, um, I feel more comfortable going to her now? Yes, sir, for, for the most part. That's awesome. That is awesome. Let me make your mom cry real quick. On a scale of one to ten, as far as respect level is concerned, where where would you place her? Eleven. Oh, oh, you're gonna make me cry now. That's what's yeah, up. How about that? That's, <laughs> That's boy. what's up right there. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Now let me mess mom and daddy up. Now that now that he's done what he's supposed to do, and I believe it came out of his heart. You know what? The next time that, you know, birthday, Christmas, something, they're going to be a little something extra there for you. I promise you. 
because you said the right thing. Listen, Michael, I want to say something to you personally. Um, I, I love your, um, your your attitude. I love your maturity. I, I, I love the fact that you are speaking as a young king. You're speaking as a young man uh, now. And I love the fact that, you know, you will open up um, uh, uh, to your mom. And you are in a in a in a in a different uh, uh, you're dealing with a different set of circumstances, but in the long run, man, I'm telling you, it's going to really, really, really benefit you. So don't stop being you. Don't stop being intelligent, uh, and don't stop being open with, you know, your parents or whatever, man. I'm telling you, you got a target on your back, but I promise you, you also have a a a, a, a destiny that, man, very few. Uh, are going to be able to obtain. So keep doing what you're doing, man. You have our prayers and our support, man. You, I'm praying that you will be an example for countless other young men to follow. So keep doing your thing. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, so Pastor, let me tell you, man. So in this situation, they were praying that I I couldn't get off. Uh, my schedule wouldn't allow me to to be there. Uh, that was the prayer. Can you believe that, man? <laughs> we, we were talking about mom. We were talking about, you know what? This is a good time to switch this thing. I can't believe they were praying that. Now, were they praying no, no. for your protection, your protection, the teacher's protection, or, well, why were they praying that, do you think, in your opinion? I have... I don't know, man. I felt betrayed, man. Like you supposed to be afraid that I could, I could get off so I could, so I could get there. You know. Uh. Well, Michael actually wanted him there. Michael actually would rather he showed up because Michael felt like all Dad has to do is walk in here and the whole school don't stop. You know. Um, so Michael wanted him there, but I guess my concern was. Uh, that teacher pushed so many emotional buttons of mine, or that assistant principal, that if we, if she was going to do the same thing in that meeting and my husband saw that, the meeting would have went left. Nothing would have been accomplished, and I probably would be scraping up bill money uh, simply because, you know, he's not going to handle me getting emotional. And the way she was, you know, um, again, her tone and, Everything about her just absolutely changed as soon as I expressed our concern. He wouldn't have put up with so that. So, do you think it was in 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 reality? You think it was really um, it worked out for the best that he didn't show up that day. Yeah, he did show up at the school today. He went there today okay. because after this. Um, and see, here's what people don't understand. And for those who, who have issues, do your homework. Because even once when we were preparing for this meeting, we pulled the school code of conduct. And I don't read that. I know how our kids need to actually follow the rules. That's just what it is. Um, but we pulled the school, the school code of conduct. We read it. We highlighted it. And so when we went to this meeting, we knew what our job was, and we knew what the county said, um, we knew how to operate in the parameters that the county had set for us as parents. And so I actually even put in phone calls. I got a lady that I worked with at work who her, her, 
her daughter is a teacher here in Georgia, different county, but still knows the ropes. And once I put that call in to her, she came back with, uh, to me on Friday with, uh, she said, look, you need to get a copy of his behavioral report and you need to look at it every incident that he's had and see how they ruled it up. Because if they have put certain alert words in there or flag words, then that's going to be a problem for him going on. And so that's what we did. And come to find out one incident that they had notated had incorrect, was incorrectly stated. It was incorrectly reported. And when we sent the email to the assistant principal, she came back yet again with a, it's correct. I did my due diligence, and it's going to stand as it is. And obviously she and I went, I, we, I sent another email saying, you know, well, we're not even going to deal with you. This is, take this as a courtesy. We're going to escalate the issue because you're wrong. You know, you have the wrong recipient, you know, and you talk to the wrong students. Like everything about it was wrong. Um, and then the principal, first thing this morning, talked to Michael and he called the husband and even, you know, even once the principal had the solution, the husband went on up there anyway um, because we we still didn't understand some things. So he went up there and, um, you know, it it took that. And even still, you know, it's just amazing to me how these teachers report an incident and the administrator take their word for it. And they say they do due diligence, but in this specific situation, when Michael was talking to his friend, he wasn't even talking to another to the other kid. But the other kid assumed Michael was talking to him, um, and it was just a whole big mess. And so for these children whose parents, who they don't show up, their children whose parents don't show up, um, not to say they don't care, but they just don't show up. And your children get railroaded by the time they get in high school or, you know, um, God forbid, they get into some kind of legal trouble. And they pull all these records and they say, oh, here in fifth grade you did this, in sixth grade you did that. Um, And the parents don't even know because they don't know that they can request the behavior or the ISS referral report. They don't know that they have a legal right to have that. And then once they get it, if they ask for it, they don't know that they could fight to have stuff changed if it's reported incorrectly because we just learned that. But it's within the, um, if you, like you were talking about the code of conduct or the dress code, the, everything that they give out, um, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, a lot of this information is right there. And I'm going to tell you, um, my wife by profession is, a teacher, and she will tell you in a heartbeat that, and she teaches at a Christian school. The school is predominantly white, uh, but even in the public school, and I'm, you know, there quite often, you would be amazed at how many just don't go to parent-teacher meetings. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, if you just go and have lunch with your kids once or twice a year, when you show your face, they understand that this kid is not, you know, they're just not dealing with the kid. They're dealing with the parents. Also, go a step farther, you know, school board meetings, at least where I live, mm-hmm. they're open to the public. Now, I may only attend, you know, two a year, but I, I make sure I show my face at least 
you know, uh, then that way I know what's going on. You know, sometimes you need to get a copy of the, the, the meeting minutes to find out, you know, what's going on and, and, and find out, for instance, okay, just like they keep a record on the kid, there's also a record of the teacher, how many, you know, uh, complaints, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. And we need to make sure, you know, it's another level of the story. We need to know who's teaching our kids. We mm-hmm. need to know that because this, this, if this uh, assistant principal or teacher, whoever, has a pattern of, you know, whatever, whatever, inaccuracies or whatever, it needs to be dealt with. But if we don't know, if we don't put forth effort, you know, why not? You know, I know nobody likes to read fine print. We'll sign stuff saying, do you agree? And I don't even read a quarter of it. But now when it comes to my kids, I'm going to go over it with, with a fine-tooth comb. That's a whole nother level of, of, uh, of for me. So I think we need to um, wake up because I'm tired of, you know, this whole axiom, you know, if you want to hide something, you place it in a book. That's a lie. No, we're going to read it. We're going to find out. We're going to show up. Your kid needs to see you show up. Your kid needs to have not only respect for you like Michael has for you and saying, you know what, because nothing else, my mom will show up. And he also needs to have a fear that, you know what, i got to walk this fine line because I don't know when Pop going to walk up in here and say, you know, what's up, slide over, we're having lunch today. So, you know, we've got to put, I call it the fear of God. We've got to put the fear of God in our kids, in our teachers, and the administrators and the school board, they need to know, uh, if you're going to deal with my kid, you're going to have to deal with me also. And I'm telling got you, to. it speaks <clears throat> volumes. you got to deal with me. Because I'm coming. And there ain't no rabbit in me. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no rabbit in me. So when I get when my son come home, he's like, Dad, uh, my principal said that you, he saw you today. I'm like, yeah, like, Minutes after I left, you know, but we had this conversation, and in this conversation, it was revealed that, uh, Michael, this is not the leave. This, I know this is a public show, but this is not the leave. This show that there's instances that has been reported that it has been that way with her, you know. So, uh, he gave me a direct line to him so we can bypass her. You know what I mean? Because I told him I'm not this guy that's gonna sit here and do this email back and forth thing, man. I I need to come to you face to face. We need to talk face to face, man to man. Because at the end of the day, your job as you know the principal, and my job as daddy is to make sure that he's successful in the end and respectful along the way. Period. Nobody's gonna. He's not gonna disrespect anybody, and nobody's gonna disrespect him. And the look on his face, although he played it cool, but you can see, you seen his eyes kind of jerk, like like kind of expand a little bit. In in being surprised, I said we got to work. To, we got to work together. And although the school year is over, just about over here this conversation will be had with next year's principal much earlier. And I will be popping up to the school hearing that to make sure that, that everything's good to keep him in line and keep them in line. That's simple. 
Well, that's what it's going to take, and we've got to stop. You know, I don't need the um, the the school and uh, to uh, discipline my child. I'm not sending my child there. Um, my child don't need a babysitter. I need an educator. I don't want you to educate everything else. In other words, I'm going to send you a good product, and when I send you this product, and it's going to be a well-behaved product, if you got problems in that area, you let me know. I'll deal with them, but... You, you know, when I give you this, it's not going to be abused, not going to be damaged. You know, I'm going to make sure of that. But, again, just showing Absolutely. your faith, it makes all the difference in the world. And I'm telling you, it will motivate other parents to say, well, dang, you know, they, they popped up in a place like this. You know what? Maybe I need to show my faith. I mean, you would be surprised, man. Your presence makes all the difference. We've gotten into this um social media world, and I know that that's, you know, uh, it saves time. I I do understand that, but, you know, there's nothing like looking a man in the eye, looking another woman in the eye, shaking their hand, letting them see your expression. There's nothing like that, nothing. Even the Bible says it this way. It said if, 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 if someone's offended you or whatever, you go to them. It didn't say send them an email. It didn't say text them. Listen, so many times in social media, things are misunderstood. I want you to know what I'm saying. I don't want you to say, well, did he put it in all caps? Is it in bold letters? Did he put a smiley face? No, you're going to see my face. You're going to see intelligence, mm-hmm. but you're going to also see the love and concern for my child. And so what does it take? I mean, if I got lunch scheduled with somebody and I got an issue with my child, which is more important? If I got you know, an hour off, you know, and I just want to just chill and sit around or go and spend it with my kids, which is more important. Come on, man, pour into them. Let them know, look, I got you. I am here for you, and I will check on you. I'm going to, you don't know when I'm going to show up, but I will show up. And when I show up, I mean business. And if you're wrong, I'll correct you. But if you've been mistreated, I'm going to make sure it won't happen again. And And so we've got to... You know, read these codes of conduct, um, you know, the, the, the discipline that goes along with it. But there is also a set of rules for the teachers and the administrators. They, they're, there's rules mm-hmm. that they must abide by also. And see, we got a right to get a copy of those rules. And if you don't know the rules, you may not know your kid is being taken advantage of. So we got to – being a parent is a is – a, is more than just a privilege. It's a responsibility that we should not take lightly. And even though he's at school, I'm still the parent. That that teacher, that te- that administrator is not the parent. You who you are, you're you're assistant principal. You know, at the end of the day, that's still my kid. And even when my kid is with you, that's still my kid. You know, so absolutely. Um, I, that, that's how I see that thing, man. And I I applaud Monica for stepping up. And I applaud you for going in and saying, look, you know what? I still, listen, nothing wrong with the email if that's what you want to do, but you know what? Uh, whenever, whatever it says, I'll have it in my hand, but I'm gonna, you're going to see me face to face, you know? And, and and I think it makes all the difference in the world, and I think that um, we'd have a lot less um, uh, incidents if we would really just show our faith and let them know that, you know, I'm going to be here. This is not going to be a one-time thing. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be that active parent, not that bullying parent, but the one that, 
you know, I may have, um, you know, bring apples for the class today, or I may bring wrath tomorrow, but I will be there. She can bring apples, I'll bring the wrath. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Um, comes to when it comes to it, I'm I'm one. I don't. You don't you don't gotta see me. I'm not that that type of friend. I'm not the type of neighbor. I'm not that type of. Uh, you don't gotta see me every day, but just know when you see me, there's a problem. Know that. Know that I ain't, ain't coming. We ain't shucking. We ain't, ain't jiving. You coming to get the business? You got to get down to it. When you get when you when you get my family involved, there's there's two things that I've always fought for. I fought for the liberties of this bullshit country and my family. Two things: hell or high water. I'm coming. I hate schools. I, kids are so German to me; they just the nasty little things. But my son there, I'm coming. Without question, I'm in the, hey, set it up. I got to go to the school. That was the first thing I told her this morning. Uh, I need to set up meeting with the principal. I'm going to the school today. Well, I applaud you. I I really, really, you know, um, applaud you. And, And they need to see, to be honest with you, they need to see the mom and the dad. They need to see that, you know what, this is a family. This is not a single black female that's just sitting up here and don't know what to to do, but there's a father there also. And and that's, that's, to me, that's beautiful. And it sends a great message also that, you know what? Wait, uh, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Yes, sir. To your point, when I walked in there, you know what she said? She says, is your last name? So and so also I looked yeah. at her <laughs> Like bitch what you think I didn't say this I thought this But I'm I'm, blow, I'm blown away because Just the point you just was about to make And I'm so sorry for cutting you off No 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 you exactly. Good. That's exactly the way it was Because they're not looking for They're not The two parent household They're not They're, they're educators uh, educators thrive on statistics and they'll let you know that you know this many out of this many black households is a single black female this, this they, i mean they thrive off of that and unfortunately you your wife your son you come in there you know and you're a family and that's unfortunately that's a, that's odd to them oh my god did you see that they they don't even know how to handle that i mean that's unfortunately, you know, the way it is. So when you go in, man, you're setting an example um, and you're changing some perspective, you know, because, you know, and what I love is that you and Monica were actually saying the same thing. It wasn't that, you know, uh, she was saying one thing and you were saying another. You were saying it in your way, she was saying it in hers, but you had one message. And that's the beautiful part of it. And even when it comes to Michael, Michael's not hearing a different message from a Monica than he is from his dad. It's not hearing something different. He may hear it in a different tone. He may hear it from coming from a man as opposed to coming from, you know, his mom, but it's the same message. It's the same message. And 
And that's what we've got to make sure that we're doing. Even when we show up, let's speak the same language, man. Let's speak the same language. Speak in love for our kids, speak in concern for our schools, and speak in authority when it comes to the offender. Look, we're here. We're together on this. And we're well-versed. We've read over these things. Matter of fact, got a copy of it right here. It's been highlighted. We've discussed it. We've prayed over it. And now we're here to discuss it, plain and simple, with you guys. And so when you're, when you're prepared like that, man, I'm telling you, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. So let's go out prepared. Let's go out and send a message. Uh, let's go out and share some love and show some concern. And that's when we'll start to turn some things around. So when you go out, I know it's Michael. I know it's your son. But you're not going for just him. You're going for me. Because if i got to bring my kids up the next time and, and I see how you handled it, then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, he got result with intelligence, you know, and unity. So you know what? Let me do the same thing. And that's the way we handle things. And we don't have to have all these sisters going in, rolling their head and, you know, and their neck and all this other stuff. And brothers going in, I'll blow the school up. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't have to do that, you know. Let's send a message, man. Let's do this thing the right way. So uh, don't forget who you're representing now. Don't forget that. Oh, absolutely. And the, yeah. and I told my son, I said, you know, we're the only, we're the only culture, we're the only only race of people that have to carry the entire race on our back whenever we move. You know, when they see you with your pants hanging down, and they treat you this way, I may be, you know, coming this this place of business two three hours later. They're gonna treat me the same way. You follow me? So it's imperative that you carry yourself with with the respect and with the dignity and with the with the pride and, and knowing who you are and what you are and what you are as a prince coming into your kingship versus a black man. Because that's more important the way you move, the way you mitigate through life. You being a king is much more important than you just being a black man. That's it. That, 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 that's it. And, um, you know, more of us would, you know, would, would, would take this to heart. Again, I think it would really have an effect on the community, you know, the schools and everything. And let me tell you, uh, Teachers talk. You know, they get in the teacher's lounge or wherever they're having their cheese sandwich or whatever they have, and, and they, they're like, you know, Michael's mom and dad came in. You know? <laughs> See, you, I don't know. I don't like the way you're laughing. There's something in that laugh. I don't know what it is, but, you know, that Michael's mom and dad came in. You know what they said, and they had this and they had that. Because let me tell you, if, if by chance, and I know Michael's not, but if Michael's in, and I'm saying it because my wife teaches um, sixth grade. If Michael gets in trouble in the fifth grade, and he gets trouble in the sixth grade, in trouble in the sixth grade, by the time he gets to the seventh grade, he's been labeled. The teachers, you know, they take pride in passing a a, a class on that's that's hardworking, that's intelligent. But they will also, oh, but look out for Michael, because I'm that's the little hellraiser. 
That one right there won't listen to you. And his mom and dad complain about everything. I'm telling you, there's some unwritten rules that goes with these things. And so we might as well send the right message so that, you know, you know they can say, okay, now you're not just going to deal with Michael. His mom and dad are going to be involved. They're going to come at you the right way. So you got to walk the walk the line with him. You know, because, again, they get labeled, man. They get they get labeled, and bless Michael's heart, you know, when he goes in, he got the target on his back. He does, but they also need to know, you know, Michael's not at school alone. <laughs> Mike, Michael could have, like Jesus said, he said, I can call down a legion of angels at any time. Michael can make one phone call, and he got a mom and a daddy that's, that's on point, you know, well-spoken, well-dressed, well-versed. That's going to hold you accountable to, to your rules and your regulations and won't stop until we get, you know, right answers. So um, it's important, man. You've got to address these issues because you don't want your kid to be labeled. You don't want your kid to be mistreated all because two years ago this teacher said, yeah, watch out for him. Because, again, they do, they do talk. They do talk. In addition to that, you know, when when we we also we we teach our children, you know, to be to be respectful. You know, anytime there's an incident, my first question to him or to whoever call, was he disrespectful? And as long as he they say no or he say no, we got a leg to stand on. Because at the end of the day. Respect takes you so much further. I know he's a respectful kid. I know this. I know he's a respectful young man. In order, and I ask this because that lets me know what type of situation that you that he's in. If you got him to the point where he was disrespectful, now we have another situation. Because I know, like I know, because I know that's not him. Because he know who he got to come home to. So he has, we the standards is, is set, and we do hold him accountable about how he moved. But we also got to hold them accountable. You were talking about the fine print. When you read the fine print of everything, Pastor, I can read the fine print on commercials. I'm reading them fine, that fine print. And down there in that very fine print, it, it, it shows that the things that we say may label him. Warning. This conversation may cause nausea, headache, stomach, whatever. You got to read the fine print. You got to know that it's not going to stop here. These issues aren't going to stop just on a scholastic uh, level. It's going to go beyond into life. So what he saw with how this was handled, he'll know how to handle things outside of a school setting, outside of academia. He'll know how to handle it. Because remember, it's all a lesson. It's all a lesson. Listen, man, again, I can't agree with you more. 
but the problem is we've gotten so used to not reading, you know, the fine print. We want to get to where, you know, we can we can put our hand on what we're looking for. In other words, if I'm on my laptop, my iPad, whatever, and it says, okay, do you agree with all this stuff? And I'm like, look, I'm just trying to get on here and look up, I don't know, ESPN or whatever. I, I'm trying to get to what I need. I'll just check yes. And it could say, do you agree to pay me $100 an hour for using this? And I click yes because you know what? I didn't read it, you know. But, see, I'm, I, 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 one of the things that I've done is I made sure I set some rules, you know, just as they set them in the, in the uh, school, I set some rules in my house and said, okay, mm-hmm. you will not do this, you will not do that, you will not disrespect the teacher, you will not, you know, I set some rules in the house, you know. And so Absolutely. whenever I hear whenever I hear what has occurred, one of the questions that I ask is, okay, um, did he say anything to you? Did he say anything to him? Sort of the same thing that you're asking. And nine times out of ten, I can tell you whether my child was guilty or not just based off of hearing all the details, sometimes it's actually my kid's fault, you know, but since he broke my rules, guess what? He's going to have to deal with it my way. And uh, so, you know, I'm not going to automatically, I'm not that parent that's just automatically going to take my kid's side. I'm not going to do that just automatically, mm-hmm. but I have to have some rules in place. And because if I don't and he he does something wrong, how am I going to hold him accountable? So we need to have some rules Absolutely. in place. You know, for our for our kids also. I mean, we just that's just the way that it is. You know, and uh, you know, um, I got one of my sons now, and he'll tell the teacher right quick. Look, whatever you got to do, you it's fine, but don't call my dad. Do not call my dad, cause and when he says that, I know you broke a rule. Oh, you broke mm-hmm. a rule. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, or whatever. So. You know, we have a responsibility also not just to make sure that our kids follow the rules and regulations that found in all the guide uh, books and everything that they give you, but we should have some rules in place also, you know. And one of my rules for my kids is, you know, they're, they're, they're very, but it's, you know, don't you disrespect anybody, but also don't mm-hmm. you let anybody put their hands on you. That You know, look, oh. they put their hands on you, and guess what? Do what you got to do. Oh, all. We'll handle it afterwards. That's one of my rules. And, and I'm not telling you that I'm right. I'm telling you what my rule is. I'm not going to tell them well, to sit there and let somebody see. keep beating your face in and abusing you and calling you, you know, all these racist names. No, no, I'm not going to tell you to just sit there and take that. I'm not going to do that now. So Shit, Pastor, we wrong together on that one. We wrong well, with that one because you don't worry about getting in trouble. At school, you worry about getting in trouble at home. You defend yourself. And if you don't, you go get in trouble at home. And that ain't oh, what you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and 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 here's the thing, to be honest with you. My wife, I don't know that she's in total agreement, but she respects, you know, what I've said, and she will honor that. But I'm not going to tell you that she's completely happy with that because she's kind of like, you just gave him the right to fight. No, I I didn't give him that. I gave him the right to defend himself. To defend himself. You know, that that's what I'm giving him. He's like, well, can he? You know, can he? Does he understand that? Well, let's talk to him and find out. So, you know, again, 
I know that a kid will be a kid. I know the kids will do things wrong from time to time, you know. And my thing is, if it's kid to kid, okay, something, you know, you don't know what may have happened. But when you're talking about an administrator abusing the kid, that's a whole nother level right there now. That's a whole nother level right there, you know. Because now it's not fair. It's not fair. You you 45 and you dealing with my 15 year old? Oh no, sister. No, we gotta we gotta we gotta have an intelligent conversation. So I understand See, I was, what you I guys was, are doing. I was telling I was telling you know the boy Michael. Uh, he always be the boy. It's my son. He always be the boy. I was telling him you know any, when you get called to the office, I don't care what it's for. Before you make a statement, before you give an account of what you what you saw, your intentions, your perspective. If it's all the same, could you call my parents first? I want them on the line. So that way, nothing, nothing can be misconstrued because you have a way of of, of manipulating. You know, you know, you, you're speaking to a kid, and you know who 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 intellect is only. As high as a, a student, you know what I mean. And here you are, an educator or or an administrator, and you will back him in a corner. You may flip it like they do in court, flip it to ask the same question three times, rewording it, and he may give you a different answer because you don't know what a certain word means. So you call us on there, and we will make sure that everything, keeping everybody honest. Yeah, and I think we've had to kind of we've had to kind of do that because you know of the people, the type of people we're dealing with in within the administration of this school system at this particular school. Um, in our experience, you can't trust them, and um, they do whatever they need to do to cover each other's ass instead of doing the right thing, regardless of. What the fallout is. Mhm. I agree. So you got to have those things in play. Like I said, just to keep the checks and balance. Period. Now, Pastor, I'm gonna tell you how you get around that. Don't ask her. <laughs> Don't ask her. What it? Hey, look here, boy. You go out there, you defend yourself. Don't ask her how she feel about it, because now you're going to have to go back and revisit it and rethink it and word it differently. Me and Michael, we, okay. we take our rise. You, you, handle, you handle that business. <laughs> because the number one objective is to make it back home. Period. Remember, you're not allowed to be compromised in any way. Physically, your integrity, your your image anyway, and you stay within your your place as a kid. And when it goes beyond, you come let us know. That's when we'll pick up from there. That's sad. Believe it, your daddy can handle it. It's sad, it's sad but true. You know, your number one objective is to just get home. That is, um, you know, we're we're. <laughs> Where have we gotten 
as a society to where that's your objective. Just, just to get home. That is just, mm-hmm. it is true, but it's just sad. It is just absolutely sad. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. But, you know, hearing Michael speak, um, hearing his respect for his mom um, and all of that, to me, you heard it from the horse's mouth, you know. So, And it also lets us know, you know what, regardless of what Monica may, she may have not even had, um, you know, she had the situation on her on her mind, but whether she was thinking about Michael or not, Michael was standing right there like, let me check this out. Let me see what mom got. Let me see how she's going to handle this. You know, he don't, he don't miss nothing. He's watching. He's he recording. don't miss nothing. Everything, man. Mm-hmm. He's opening it up, man. He, that hard drive just to record, man. He don't there miss nothing, go. man. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, uh, you got to always remember that. I mean, whether it's at school, even if you're having a, you know, somewhat of a heated conversation at home, you really need to know um, that there are other eyes and ears that are, you know, privy to this conversation. We we got to do better because, you know, grow, growing up, they would say little simple things like, you know, this is this is grown this is a grown up conversation. They, you know, a lot of times they wouldn't let you listen in on some things, but as time progressed, now we just let them listen to anything, you know. And then all of a sudden they get out of the season that they're in and they start trying to talk like you. So we got to make sure that we understand they're watching, they're recording, and they're reacting. And you wonder, where did they get this from? Well, it's learned behavior. I'm in church, and I'm amazed that, that people will take out a looks like a tree trunk, hit their kid and say, I said, be quiet, shut up, be still. And I'm sitting up there thinking to myself, okay, the reason you can't make this kid be still in church it's because you don't stop them at home. If they're not going to listen to you at home, mm. why would they listen to you at church? You ain't fooled mm. me. Pastor, pray for my kid because I don't know what's wrong with them. I do. It's you. You're the problem. <laughs> you <laughs> are the problem. Yeah. And so you're going to get in public and want them to be angels, and you're raising the devil at home, you know. But um, I don't know, man. We got to start taking our responsibility seriously and understanding that we're shaping somebody's life. I mean, Monica's at the age to where she's got a husband, she's got a house, she's got a career, she's got, you know, the things that she's supposed to have in life. And I'm sure that, you know, her life is not over by any means. But, you know, what she's doing now is preparing this next generation. And she's got to be aware of that. Everything she says, everything she does, everything she don't do, the places she go, when she don't share a, a show up, when she don't speak up, you know, all those things are being just, I mean, just just driven into Michael's spirit and his brother's spirit, you know, and that's going to help shape him into whatever he becomes. So if he becomes, you know, uh, a troubled young man, could it be that, you know, something was done early on in him? You know, so we got to start thinking about that, man. We got we to gotta start taking this seriously and saying, listen, I... I got to do this one day at a time. I got to make sure I'm at my best as a parent every day. I, I can't have an off day. I, I, if I'm going to have an off day, I need to get away for a minute and get myself together. But I got to 
I got to make sure I am on point. I got to do it. So let's take it seriously, everybody. Everybody that's listening, let's take parenting uh, as an awesome uh, God-ordained responsibility. I agree, Um, especially, you know, in (laughs) just knowing that, that he's soaking up because they don't, they don't only get taught at school. They get taught book work. Well, at home, they get taught life work, you know. So everything that that he sees, he sees how how his parents interact. He sees how they troubleshoot. He sees how they triage. He sees everything, you know. If he sees them going around losing their head or losing their cool, cussing at each other and all this here, that's how he's going to think relationships go, and that's how he's going to go into his relationships in the future. You know what I mean? So you're absolutely right. It, everything starts at home. Everything. What you will be and where you fall short will all start at home. You with me? Somebody. Couldn't say it better. You you know, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, you and Pastor both say. I think um as a as a mom, you know, there is no and I'm not saying there there's no off days for dads, but as a mom you absolutely have to be on top of your game one hundred percent of the time. You don't have time to slip. You don't have time to, to crawl up in a corner, tuck your head and and cry about things. You, I mean, you got to get it. You know, your your kids are at stake. Your lives, your kids' lives are at stake. You know, and not, you know, no, my life isn't over. But even you know, when I had a situation at work and it was said to me, I know you have a lot going on. Well, are you saying because I have a family? You know, like that that's not going anywhere. You can do whatever you want with me. You can, you can, I can wake up in the morning and I can work or not, you know, but I will never apologize for anything um, with regards to my family. Sickness, health, you know, uh, anything. So when they call, I'm not giving my job a second thought because my job will open up tomorrow. But if, if something happens to my kid, you know, I'm, that stops here. That stops at, at our house, you know, with with mom and dad, and um, you know, so I, I, those are uh, part. I I had to when we had these kids, I had to get in my mind what my priorities were going to be because if I cannot choose my boys first, then everything else is a waste of my time. You know, if I can't go to work to get a check to to be able to get ice cream or a movie, then there's not even going because there's nothing else at this point that I need, you know? So they absolutely have to come first. You know, um, I guess I'll say this, and, <laughs> and I won't say anything else probably, but 
um, in my um, my BS days, and I, that means before salvation. That's that's, that's what I call it. My <laughs> BS days. Uh, one of the, one of the things that that I did. I mean, from a young kid on up, I was a prince. I mean, nut. I I love Prince with lyrics. I I loved Prince. I mean, I had everything Prince put out. I put out. I'm going to the Prince concert. Yeah, you, you want to blow too? Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Oh man. I tell, hey, I will tell. I will tell you a funny story. Tell you why I stopped. <laughs> me, and some, me and some brothers. My wife loves to tell the story. Me and some brothers got together, and I, I think I was like 23, 24, and uh, we were gonna go see Prince. Now, what we were going for. We figured if Prince is there, there's going to be women everywhere. So we went together, four brothers. We're sitting there in the second, third row. I can't remember. Prince gets to singing. All of a sudden, the brass bed comes up on the stage, and all of a sudden, Prince gets to, you know, doing all what he's doing, all this. All of a sudden, Prince, supposedly behind the curtain, pulls off his underwear. He throws them out into the thing, and when he throws them out there, one of the boys would have catch the underwear. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> and here it is. I'm with him. You know, but anyway, that's, that's a sad story. That's a sad story. I'm going to leave you y'all, y'all, my BS days, all right? Listen. But listen, there was a song that Prince had that really, it, it spoke volumes. And, you know, here's the thing. Um, if I remember this lyric correctly, it said something about don't let your kids watch television. I think it was. Don't let your kids watch television before they know how to read. Because if you don't, if you do, the only thing they're going to know how to do is cuss, fight, and breed. And then here was the line that I always just, I never forget. It said, no child is bad from the beginning. He said, they only imitate their atmosphere. And so when I read that thing, man, that thing has always stuck with me. By no means am I saying Princess God. But there's a lot of truth in that. Kids imitate the atmosphere. They imitate the atmosphere. So if you've done an awesome job at home, if you spend time with Michael, if you've um, empowered Michael, if you have, um, you know, loved Michael, when Michael goes to school, then those teachers are going and administrators are going to see that. And and I think that speaks volumes, man. So we got to take parenting seriously. Because, again, as Monica was saying, we'll go out of our way for our job. We'll come in early. We'll work late. We may complain, but we'll do it, you know, because it it allows us to have uh, the life that we want to have. But when are we going to take our kids seriously so that they can have the life that they deserve? You know, we got to stop some of the stuff that we're doing. And some of the stuff, I mean, you know, before they even get to school, we're behind the eight ball. They go to school and they gotta, you know, they gotta talk before they talk about English. They gotta talk about Game of Thrones. They gotta talk about Avengers. And while I'm not against any of that, but you better be able to bring. You better not bring C's and D's and all this in here. And you can you can do anything you want to with a cell phone, an iPad. You can play Xbox on your left toe. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. If you if you can learn that stuff, you can learn everything else. So we've got to love our kids, we've got to empower our kids, but we've got to hold them accountable, and we have to protect them. So, you know, in the words of Prince, man, 
Understand that. They imitate the atmosphere. And that's real talk right there. And, and don't you ever bring up a Prince concert to me ever again. That was BS day. And, you know, I just felt I'd get that story out before my wife told everybody because she loves to share that story, you know. But I did not catch him. I want you to know. <laughs> did, did you reach for him? Did he box you out of your ground? Did you reach for him? I ain't gonna tell you um, nothing. I said I didn't catch him. <laughs> all right, all right, hey. all right. Oh man. Well, I haven't ever gone to a to 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 a concert. However, I have gone to some shows and I have put on some shows. And I think that my family was worried about me showing my ass at this this place. In my mind, Pastor, I saw that I go to this meeting. We walk in, and this lady, she was going to have the print, because everybody was going to have to be there. Now, I'm willing to bet you they would have had a school resource officer there as well because, because you got two you have a black couple that's intelligent, that's, that's put together, that's articulate. That's not what they wanted, but that's what they wanted. But in their eyes, they saw us coming there as violent people, as aggressive people, not coming as parents who just trying to get to the bottom of, who trying to have a simple conversation. They saw us as that. You know what I mean? So it was great that she prayed that I couldn't be there, although my son wanted me there. It was great that she prayed that I couldn't be there. And the reason why I say that I'm saying this, because as men, the most important thing that our wives can do is pray for us. Pray for the situation. Pray over us. Supporters, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she know her. Uh, she she see me at the hospital. She see me almost look. She let me sit at the hospital. She saw me. It it doesn't matter when it comes to her. When it comes to to them kids, you got it. Yeah, and you go get yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I think I mean what you just said. Um, I wish all wives knew that. I mean, you know, what you do in your bedroom is your business and all that. But like you just said, if you really want to be a blessing to me, you know what, pray for me. And I mean pray for me, uh, not just in situations and circumstances, but pray for me on the regular. Pray for me, you know, that I can be the man I'm supposed to be. Pray for me that... um, you know, just pray for me. I I need prayer. I need prayer that I can walk away from some things, that I can let some things go, that I can stand strong, that I can provide. You know, uh, pray for me. You know, that's that's one of the greatest things that any wife, I agree with you wholeheartedly, that's the greatest thing. Uh, there's a book that's been out for uh, probably 20 years, and in my opinion, you know, I believe every wife should read it. You know, it is by a woman called Stormy O. Martin, and the book is entitled The Power of a Praying Wife. And, you know, I'm not sitting here 
blowing smoke up anybody, but when you said that's the greatest thing that a wife can do, man, you don't even know. That is, you are definitely on point with that because that's what we need to keep our head right, our heart right, because, you know, a lot of times we think women are the only ones that get caught up in emotion, but if you touch my wife, if you touch my children, you just touch me. We don't even have to discuss it. You know, it is what it is. You you have touched holy ground, and somebody got to pay. You know, that's just all there is to it. So we do need um, we do need prayer. We do need prayer, and nobody can pray for us like our wives. So I echo that. So Monica, let me ask you, just out of curiosity, if, if, if you know if you can answer this, and if you don't want to, I, I do understand, but. In your mind, do you think women pray for their husbands? And if they are praying for them, what are they praying? Are they praying? Just, just, just help me with that, because I, I don't know the truth of it. I can tell you that no, I don't believe women pray for their husbands. I think I don't think that they I don't think that um we quite understand that we have to. We know that we pray with them, you know, whether it's morning prayer, evening prayer or night prayer or you know, um I don't think that women understand that they actually have to sit down and pray for their husband. I didn't learn that, obviously, until just before we got married when we were going through counseling. That's when, um, and we had situations where uh, he had, well, was in transition from one shop to the other, and um, even though we were going through counseling at this time, um, I think we talked about it in counseling, but it didn't. I really didn't understand the power of praying for your husband until I saw the impact of that transition on him. And I'm not a man, um, so I don't, you know, I don't understand. Um, I mean, I understand that men need to provide, but I don't understand what they go through when that ability has been kind of taken from them for whether it's a short period or a long period of time. Um, I didn't understand the power of prayer until I saw how the ability to provide for us, you know, when it was taken away and I saw that impact. That's when I knew that the only thing I could do was pray. It wasn't, you know, you can't have a conversation and say, well, babe, I got it. You know, we we make enough money. We can just scale back here, there. You know, I got it. You know, I got you. We we can do this. It's just a short period of time. Like none of those conversations, none of that reassurance, uh, none of it mattered because it was something I guess it's just something that that a man feels and, you know, that they have to do, and it was taken away. So the only thing I could do was pray. 
And that's when I learned how powerful that was. So, no, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that something is being done. Wow. You just had a mouthful right there. And I guess that's another story for another day. But, um, wow. <laughs> well, you touched some mm-hmm. some nerves. You touched some nerves with those comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a learning experience. And, you know, no, I, I don't think that any one relationship or any one marriage is, is perfect. I mean, of course, it's perfect for the couple. Um, if they want it to be, if they work at it. But I don't think, again, I think that that's that's something that we, as wives or as women, we miss that. You know, and truthfully, honest, even going back, when I went through singles ministry, we were taught, we were told, you got to pray for your husband, even if you don't have one. And um, so even when my husband and I got together, we had those conversations because, call me crazy, but I did that. I'm just one of those, I'm just foolish enough to try something um, because somebody of faith said, you know what, try this. I'm just one of those who's crazy enough to try it to see if it works. You know, when he said, pray for, the, pray for my husband, let me go home and I'm going to go ahead and pray. I don't know who he was, but. Again, when we got together, you know, I told him that here's what I learned and here's what I I have done these things. You know, so who knows how many times my prayer saved his life or saved him from, you know, doing something that somebody else said that has done him wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like saved him from a car accident or, you know, whatever. Who knows how many times I was foolish enough to throw a prayer up and God said, you know what, since you are her husband and you about to go out here and go left, I'm going to go ahead and make you turn right because she she asked me to save you. You know, she asked me to keep you. She asked me to protect you. Not knowing who I was or not knowing who he was. You know, Pastor Black, I'm going to say this. She, the other day, uh, a couple Saturdays ago, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm dog tired, bro. I'm I'm in the shop. I like, I had to take a nap to come home. She called me. She was like, you supposed to leave the shop? And it's that sort of Baby, I know. I'm, I'm tired. You know, I'm sorry. So, anyhow, I guess on the road, go, headed home on the interstate, and they're turning us around on the interstate, down the on-ramp, accident, horrible, I mean, bad. And she said, you know what, it's a good thing you uh, you, 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 you had to take a nap. And I, I, I want to say she apologized, just just on some, like, I'm happy that you, you, you did, because that could have been you. You know what I mean? So when when she said when she said this, like I believe that was one of those those things. Like Lord, just you know, just a simple, you know, keep him safe and let him make it home or what have you. And something like this happens. Because I'm telling you guys, I cannot get up out that chair, bro. Listen, man, 
I wouldn't take that lightly. Uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I do know the Bible said the prayers of the righteous avail much, and I do know that, you know, things like that happen quite often. I mean, we call it just coincidence, but it could have been a prayer. It could have been the fact that you, you know, just just falling asleep, just anything to, de- to de- delay you for five to ten minutes, maybe the reason that you're still here. And we don't think like that. We just say, oh, it was just, you know, it was just, oh, I was so lucky. I was so, you don't realize, you know, um, death has got your name on it. You know, accidents. It's not like the enemy wants you to survive. He wants to destroy you because you're, you're a threat to him and you're empowering other people. You know, it's a good possibility that if something was to, God forbid, happen to you, that this call would stop. Okay, so if this call would, would stop, you know, we don't know. Some people may be offended by this, but it may be blessing other people. And so, you know, the enemy don't want that to get out there. But guess what? Uh, just like your grandmother prayed for you uh, or whatever now, it's Monica's responsibility. She's got to, uh, you know, uh, pray for you. And so don't ever take that lightly. Never, ever take that lightly. Um, I'm not going to say that intuition is real or whatever, but I do know that they can sense things. The, things. the Bible calls it discernment, and they'll start to sense something about that kid, something about that husband or whatever. And that's why brothers can't get away with anything. God put that innate ability inside women, and it's like, oh, I know he's doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but he he up to something or whatever. But, again, they can pray, man, and it will uh, sometimes make a difference between uh, life and death or sanity and being cray-cray. So, you know, you got to, you know, don't take that for granted, man. Appreciate her prayers. And, Monica, please continue to do that uh, because, in my opinion, you know, we'll pray, we'll pray about our bills. We'll pray about our uh, desires. We'll pray about our problems. But we won't pray about our spouse. You know, and if you're not married, okay, you're praying that God will bless you with a car. Can't you pray and say, God bless my spouse? Take care of him. He already exists out there. Keep him safe, Lord. You know, I know it sounds mm-hmm. dumb, but, you know, why not do it? Why, why, why not? So, please continue to pray for, um, for him. Pray that God will keep him and bless him. And you know, when God opens the right door for you to do so, you know, don't be afraid to share it with other wives and say, "Listen, I know that you're worried about your husband. I know you have been, you know, beating your head over the table till you just blew in the face. But you know what you can do is start to pray for him." Even if you don't understand, then pray for him. And uh, mm-hmm. it makes all the difference in the world because if you don't pray for him, when he goes to that school over there, he's going to act a fool. He does all he knows. He's a hunter, and he's coming looking for somebody. But if you pray for him, guess what? Um, he'll handle it in an entirely different way. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and uh she know, she know that. Uh, don't she know that? <laughs> don't she know that? Uh, oh, it's it's been a it's been a grateful 
I mean, I am eternally blessed. I am eternally grateful for for her, uh, for my family, for you, of course. You know, because it's it's still fun. You know, people ask, you know, how long you been married? I'm like, damn, like I don't know. You know, it's like them old people relationships. You know, y'all just have fun. Y'all talk shit. Y'all just just have fun. To where today noon runs into tomorrow noon. You know what I mean? Like it's just one constant day. You know what I mean? And all that is because of of our foundation. All that is because of, you know, our faith and, and our love, our genuine love for each other. You know what I mean? Our genuine respect for each other. Um, and she know me like Hell, better than I know me. Um, one day she hit me. She, she sent me a message. I, I was actually actually on the call. She's like, you working out? And I'm like, uh, 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 <laughs> because she know me. I'm caught. I'm caught. She know me. And that's what you want. You know, you, you want, you got to be vulnerable in, in your marriage, in your life, and, and, and discuss the problems. Discuss the things that, that you're not comfortable with. Discuss, have these conversations in order for, because there may be a, a part that, that she can fill in and say, you know, um, I know what you're going through or I don't know what you're going through, but, you know, like when she was talking about when I was between the shops, the transition. I was at this shop for four months. I got fired. Guy made an example of me. He fired me. The next day, I was at a shop. But I was livid, right? Because now you've taken away my ability to provide for my family. I took that personal. It wasn't a business move. It was a bitch move. I took that personal. And she was in the pain with me. That's some that's some that's some bitch shit. Like she 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 just as mad. She you know we both about to go to jail because here we go shortly the police pull up uh, out there you know, um, but that's how it is. She's have been from day one like my matador. You know what I mean? She can calm me down, or she can send me into that rage. When you mess with her, you would definitely send me into that rage, um, and. And she know that. So she oftentimes will comfort me and say, I'm all right. I know you hurt. You know, I know it's just, nah, you ain't all right. But because you said, I'm going to take your word for it, but I got my eye on you. You know what I mean? That's that's what this relationship is. That's why I say it's like that old people relationship, you know, where just one constant day of happiness. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting on some, I was waiting on the off. It needed to be. It didn't need to come from me. It needed to come from from her. But um, you know what? I believe every bit of it. I believe you know um, it came from his heart. And men, husbands that are being prayed for, we appreciate it. We really, really appreciate it. And for me personally, times that maybe I take it for granted. 
because Monica said it earlier, there's no perfect marriage, but I can say this. I can tell whenever um, I'm really being prayed for because there's something that will keep me when I don't even want to be kept. You know, it's like I don't want to be kept right now, but, you know, her prayers are, are, are availing much, as the Bible says. So uh, we appreciate the prayers. We appreciate the prayers. And, and women, like she said earlier, that's one of the greatest things you can do for your husband, and that's pray for him. We need your prayers. We really, really, really do. Uh, it's not that we don't need other things, but we definitely need your prayers. And that's just that's just real talk right there. We really need your prayers to just get a good night's rest, to be able to handle success, to be able to handle failure, to be able to handle enemies, to be able to handle you know, family and friends, you know, just think, I mean, it's just so much that comes after, you know, the husband. Not saying it don't come at the wife, but, you know, if you want to kill the family, you kill the husband and you, I'm not going to say you got the family, but you, woo, you've done some major damage. You've done some major damage. And that's even biblically speaking, uh, before Moses was born, there was a decree that went out that said, you know, kill all the male babies two years and under, I think it was. And uh, they were looking for, you know, they were trying to destroy him. But, again, you you got you to gotta pray. You got to pray. God keep him. Because he told you earlier, the objective is just to make it back home. And I hate that. I hate that. I know it's true. I agree with it, but I hate it. So guess what? Your prayers might be what gets him there. So, um, you know, thank God for the prayers. I agree. I agree. So Well said. Well said and enough said. Um, thank you all for calling. Son, thank you for your input and and calling and thank you for being a the young man that you are. Keep up the good work. Yes, sir. Anytime. There's no other testament of our parenting skill, although it's trial and error. Uh, you are a great testament. Thank you, and we love you. Yes, sir. I love you too, wife. You know how okay. I feel about you, baby. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you too. Pastor, my brother. Hey, man. If if Kay had a brother like you, he wouldn't have killed him. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey. <laughs> like the old young boy said, my A1's is day one, man. <laughs> but you know Turn what I want to say? <laughs> I want to say this to you and Monica in all seriousness. Um, I always thought you guys were were good parents. I really did. But hearing Michael, honestly, that just, I mean, for me personally, I would have taken your word for it, but the Bible told me not to. It says a tree is known by the fruit. And listening to that young man, you know, being that well-spoken, that confident, that quiet, that intelligent, uh, and open and honest and all of that, that lets me know you guys are doing 
what needs to be done. You know, I know I'm not saying you're perfect, but I'm just saying based off of listening to Michael tonight, um, hey, man, well done, both of you. Well done. Very well done. I mean, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Be proud and thankful. So we are. Uh, uh, I am. And so we thank you. Uh, we do pretty good when, since there's no handbook, you know, other than uh, the great book. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. Especially right. being raised the way we was raised, you know what I mean? Yeah, I so, got you. Hey. <laughs> I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what makes it more awesome, man. That's 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 well said. So we're gonna go ahead and close it out, Pastor. Uh, go ahead and do what you do, man. And same time yes, next week, we will be here at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next Tuesday. Please tune in, tell your friends, give them the number to call in nine two nine four seven seven two nine seven eight. We would love to hear from them. We thank you very much for your support. Pastor, please do what you do. Yes, sir. Lord, thank you so much for the content tonight, the all the input, and thank you, Lord God, for just the the forum, the opportunity to be able to uh, to share our truth, to share our views. Thank you so much, God, for what we were able to discuss tonight because others have dealt with similar issues. And God, thank you so much for a God-fearing woman, God-fearing wife and mother that handled this thing in a way that I feel like made God proud. And not only made God proud, but her husband and countless other people. Thank you for a couple, God, that loves their son, protects their son, provides for their son, and that they're there for their son. Thank you for the example that they set at the school. And thank you, God, for practically making all of us godly jealous to where we can say, you know what, if they can take time out of their day, I can do the same with mine. Thank you for the instruction that you gave us tonight to show up at our kids' lunchroom or show up at our kids' uh, uh, soccer games or whatever. Thank you so much for that. And, Lord, thank you for the laughter. Thank you, Lord, even for maybe even a few tears. But thank you again for this forum. Now, God, please continue to bless this line, continue to bless everybody that takes part in this line, and help us to be the parents you've ordained for us to be. Thank you so much, God, all the listeners. I pray that you will bless them for just listening in, and I pray that it will have a positive influence in and over their lives. Bless every family and keep us all, God. Thank you for all that you've done. And as always, don't let this line become about us. Let it be about you. Thank you so much. I ask this, I believe this, and I thank you for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, that concludes from the streets to the pulpit. Next week, same time, same channel.